up, everybody? And welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller. And it's a late night episode, man. That's right. I know we usually upload at 7. But if you're following our social medias, you know that I posted it was a late show today. And if you didn't know, that means you aren't following our social medias. So if you're not following our social medias, make sure you do so to get an update on when we're actually uploading. I had to upload later today because I had to go somewhere, but make sure you're following our social medias. Our Instagram and Twitter is DW Sports with two S's on the end. Our email is dwsportsshow at gmail.com. I know I'm going in a backwards, I wouldn't say backwards, but an unusual order today. And our TikTok and Snapchat is at DW underscore sports. And my personal social media, my Instagram is just Will Feller. And my Snapchat is Will.Feller. If you ever wanted to add me, I'll most likely add you back. But today we're running through my updated top 10 NBA players. And when I say updated, it's really just my top 10 because there's no body that I moved after this season into my top 10 all time that wasn't already there. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Stephen Curry's, is he in the top 10? Will this video or this video on YouTube, if you're watching it, or this audio comes with the warning y'all. This is going to make you mad. This is going to make you triggered. You're going to want to argue with me and that's fine. That's what I'm here for. We talk about controversial topics all the time, and I live for it, baby. We're going through my top 10 NBA players of all time. And yes, after the NBA Finals, I do not have Stephen Curry on it. I went through 12 players in NBA history that I thought had an argument to be on my top 10 list of all time. I looked through every single one. Yes, every single one of their career averages and accolades. And I put them together in a list to what I think is the most accurate top 10 list, in my opinion. And I know what you're also thinking right now. Stats and accolades, that doesn't mean anything without context, right? And that is exactly right. But I know that a lot of these guys went through in their career. I know their longevity. I know how well they contributed to playoff series. I know which teammates they played with. If they had to carry a team, if they played with the super team, I know all that stuff. And that was factored into it as well. The Golden State Warriors, I want to say, though, congratulations for winning the seventh NBA title. You passed the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan of winning six NBA titles. They're currently third and the all-time NBA title leader for a franchise right behind the Lakers and Celtics, each at 17. They still got some catching up to do, you know what I'm saying? But Warriors with seven in Chicago, Leeds with six, probably not going to get one anytime soon. But running through the top 10, man, let's get right into it. If you're watching on YouTube, there's going to be some highlights, my three favorite highlights of this player. We're going to start 10 through one. Mainly because of one reason. I was going to start at number one. I want to save that till the end. Now, I want to make sure y'all listen to the end because I know the two and one debate between two guys is probably the most heated topic in basketball right now and probably will be for a long time to come. And that's why I'm saving it for last to make you guys listen. But no, Stephen Curry is not in my top 10. I actually have Stephen Curry at 11th all time. Two honorable mentions. There's not going to be any like highlights of these guys because they're not in the top 10. But my two guys that I was looking at that could make an argument in my top 10, I have Stephen Curry and Akeem Olajuwon. I have Akeem Olajuwon at number 12 overall in my all-time list, and I have Stephen Curry at number 11. Because I don't think the Stephen Curry's accolades right now are good enough to compete with any of the 10 guys on the list. I think he needs to do a little bit, a little bit more, especially in some areas like all NBA first team, for example. So 
those are my two honorable mentions in my top 10 list. Let's get into my top 10 now. Coming in at number 10, we have a forward, widely considered the best power forward of all time. He played for the San Antonio Spurs, Mr. Fundamental. Coming in at number 10 on my list is Tim Duncan. O'Neal with the help, takes it to the basket. Duncan, a three-pointer, puts it up. It's good! Tim Average 19 points per game, 10.8 rebounds a game, and three flat assists per game throughout his career. This guy was very, very boring to watch. I go out of y'all guys. He is very boring to watch. He's not flashy. You know, he's not just going to take over a game, but he's going to give you Amazing stats every night. Averages a double-double, a good double-double, just under 20 points a game and just under 11 boards a game. A double-double is still really good. And not to go – not to mention, this dude has won MVP twice. He's a three-time finals MVP with five – yeah, five NBA championships, which, yes, is also a factor. And I know rings don't mean everything. But in my opinion, rings do mean a little something because if you don't win a ring, that means I don't think you were much of a winner. You didn't really have what it took to win a championship. And that brings you down in being a winner type category, which goes into my argument. But yeah, Tim Duncan, two-time MVP, five-time champ with three-time finals MVP. He's an eight-time all-defensive first team, 15-time all-star in 10-time All-NBA first team. What a resume for Mr. Fundamental. Spent his whole career for the San Antonio Spurs. And don't even argue with this, man. Tim Duncan is in that category of 11th all-time all the way up to, I would say, 8. If you don't have him 11, 10, 9, or 8, then it's a very unpopular opinion. And same thing with Stephen Curry, y'all. Don't be coming at me and saying, well, you're stupid. You don't have Stephen Curry top 10 all time when most people do. Relax. I have Stephen Curry one spot outside of the top 10. I Just because he's not in the top 10 doesn't mean he's not good. Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter in the world. He changed the game of basketball forever. I can slide him down in one spot, man. There's going to be people in my top 10 that you have on your list that's one spot higher, one spot lower than mine. And that's fine. That means that we're close. We just see something slightly different. Tim Duncan is in my 10 spot. I know some people that have him all the way up to 8th all time. I know people that have him up to eleven. And if you want to have him in between there, that's perfectly fine, too. I don't have a problem with that. But Tim Duncan was there for each and every final San Antonio one, starting in 1999, was their first title, and 2014 was their fifth one before he retired. Played with great guys, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. He played with Kawhi Leonard, um, David Robinson, obviously. Tim Duncan was the best player on all those teams. Kind of like when you look at Kevin Durant's Warriors, when the Warriors won the titles in 2017 and 18, Kevin Durant was still the best player on that team. You can't argue that Stephen Curry was, right? I mean, Kevin Durant was the best player on that team, and Tim Duncan was the best player on those teams as well. So I got Tim Duncan at 10th all time. My, my, My humble opinion, I think Tim Duncan's the best power forward of all time. And that's facts. With everybody shooting threes nowadays, though, it really impressed me how he was able to prevail and still be able to score the ball down low because we were at a time where everybody wanted to start shooting more threes, and he didn't do that. Although there is a there is a highlight in my YouTube video that I'm – well, not my YouTube video, but the YouTube video that's dropping, you know what I mean, where he hits a game winner that was a three. One of my favorite highlights of Tim Duncan. Number 10 overall. 
Moving to number nine overall. Who is it? Could you guess? He's a center. They like to call him the Diesel. He's on NBA TNT. Ninth all-time, in my opinion, is Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. Portland has three timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Bryant to shot! Considered the most dominant player in NBA history, although I consider Shaq the second most dominant in, in NBA history, only behind Wilt Chamberlain, who is in my top 10. And if you guys listen to my previous episode, you should know Wilt Chamberlain's in my top 10. People disrespect Wilt Chamberlain, man, and I'm tired of it. I hope we a little later on. But Shaq, number nine, also averaged a double-double, but with way higher numbers, 23.7 points per game and 10.9 rebounds a game. So he averaged more points and 0.1 more rebounds throughout his career than Tim Duncan did. Shaq was a one-time MVP. He was a four-time NBA champion. He was with the Lakers when they three-peated in 2000, 2001, 2002. And then he went to Miami with Dwayne Wade and won in 2006 for his fourth championship. And what really stuck out to me about Shaq's resume is that he's a three-time finals MVP with that Lakers team when Kobe was on the team. That means that you show up in the playoffs. Shaq's a winner, man. Shaq knows what it takes to win. And I get it if you win one or two finals MVPs and Kobe wins one or two and, and throughout those three. That's pretty even. I mean, I know obviously we can't get half of three, so one has to win more than another if that was going to happen. But Kobe didn't even win one. Shaq won all three, baby. And I know Kobe won finals MVPs after Shaq left, but Kobe – did not win one out of those three finals MVP. Shaq won three straight, which is what really stuck out to me. Shaq was also a two-time scoring leader, eight-time All-NBA first team, and a 15-time All-Star. What a resume for Shaq. He just bullied people, man. Shaq is just a guy that you're not stopping in the paint. If he gets you back to the basket, He's going to back you down, and you're not going to stop him. I also have a highlight where he pulls down the rim. Yep, dude pulled down the whole backboard. Like, literally, the whole backboard came down. And I don't even, I don't even know what they do after that, man. I, I have no idea. But, yeah, the whole backboard came down when he was playing for the Magic. Six NBA teams, if I remember correctly, for Shaq. He's just a bully, man. And I was really, really debating who, if I should put Shaq number eight or number nine, because the guy I have at number eight, I feel like is interchangeable with Shaq. I could have the guy I have at number eight at number nine and Shaq at eight, or I could have Shaq at nine and eight. I thought to myself for about four to five minutes, literally just sitting there thinking off in space, which one should I have higher? Ultimately, I decided that Shaq should be lower than my number eight overall guy. But it's really, really close. It's super, super close, man. The reason I have the number eight guy ahead of Shaq is because of his impact to his team. I feel like this guy, number eight, who you can probably already guess who it is, he had such an impact on his team, man. Michael Jordan made this guy. He was such a leader to his team. And every single team, well, almost every single team that he was on, he kind of had – he was on some horrible teams when he was starting to get a little washed. This guy, RIP to him and his daughter. Number eight on my list, the black – Mamba, Kobe, Bean, Bryant. Bryant with the save. Now you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bang! Is number eight on my top ten all-time list. 25.0 points per game flat. 
5.2 rebounds per game, and 4.7 assists per game throughout his career. One time league MVP, which before I go through any more accolades, that is one of the main reasons why I have Kobe at number eight and not top five all time or number three all time like some people have Kobe Bryant. This is a guy where I think people have him all over the place. There's some people that don't even have Kobe top 10 all time. I don't think that that's really logical if you don't have Kobe top 10 all time. And no, I'm not overrating him just because he passed. I know some people, when he passed, they started like, oh, he's in the GOAT conversation. Kobe is one of the GOAT. It's like, chill, bro. It's a, it's a sad scenario. Super sad that he and his daughter and his family had to go through that. But I'm going to keep him where he was before, meaning my opinion, before he passed away. He's still in the same spot, man, that number eight spot. People have him all over the place. Like, like I said with Tim Duncan and Curry, usually you have those guys one or two spots ahead or below each other. Like, usually people have them super close to each other, and that's not the case with Kobe. People have Kobe everywhere. But I'm going to stick him with the number eight spot. I don't think he's top five material compared to the top five guys that I have, but there's no way that he's not top 10. He's guaranteed top 10, in my opinion, but he's not top five, if that makes sense. And the reason why I don't have him top five is because he only won league MVP one time. He won MVP in 2008, if I believe correctly, is when Kobe won MVP. And... That was at a point in time where LeBron was still young. 2008, LeBron was only a fifth-year guy in the league. LeBron won his first MVP in 2009, I believe, because Derrick Rose stopped LeBron from winning five straight MVPs. LeBron won it in 2009, 2010. Then D. Rose won it in 2011. And then LeBron won it in 12 and 13. And then Kevin Durant in 14. So, LeBron was kind of on the come up. His really, really start of his greatness, I would say, started in his first MVP year in 2009. Kobe had opportunities to win MVP before that. And the league just didn't give it to him. You know, you had Tim Duncan win before that. You had Kevin Garnett win in 2004. You had Steve Nash. You had Shaq in 2000, you know, Iverson in 2001 there were some years in there where Kobe could have won MVP but the league didn't give it to him so one time MVP is really the biggest knock on Kobe because the all-time greats I think and when I mean all-time greats Kobe's an all-time great don't get me wrong with that Kobe is 1000% an all-time great but I'm meaning the top of the totem pole the guys that are in the GOAT conversation all have more than one MVP. And that's where I'm getting at. That's why I don't have Kobe Bryant in the top five. But other than that, his resume is phenomenal. Two-time finals MVPs. So the two finals that he won after Shaq left, he won finals MVP. Kobe has five titles, just like Tim Duncan, which proves my point that this dude was a winner. This dude is going to take any means necessary to win championships, and he did so. He was an 11-time All-NBA first team, nine-time All-Defensive first team. This was the reason he was above Shaq. This. That stat right there is why Kobe Bryant is above Shaquille O'Neal, in my opinion. Shaq's a two-time scoring leader. Kobe's a two-time scoring leader. But nine-time All-Defensive first team. Both sides of the ball, Kobe Bryant is working. He's great on both sides of the basketball. Shaq was a good defender, but he wasn't elite. Kobe was an elite defender. Nine-time all-defensive first teams? Come on, man. 18-time all-star. And like I said, a five-time NBA champion. 
Kobe Bryant, I think, deserves to be in the eighth spot. And I ain't going to lie, I could have him in the number seven spot. The guy I have at number seven is probably a little bit controversial because the guy I have at number seven is really everywhere, too. People have him from not even being into the top ten to being like number four, number three all time. And so I could interchange Kobe at number seven. But after I think I think seven is the absolute highest I could put Kobe. The top six, I think, are locks, in my opinion, from my top six. I don't think I'd move anybody that I have in my top six out of my top six. I think they're all locks. But Kobe, I have I like him at eight or seven. I like him at eight personally, but I could see why you could have him at number seven. I know you're wondering who that number seven guy is. He's considered the greatest winner in NBA history. He played a long time ago, but he's still living. The finals MVP trophy is named after this guy, the former Boston Celtic, Bill Russell. On the left, it goes over to Russell. There are 35 seconds left. Russell takes. Russell's driving for the hoop, and he stops it. Bill Russell, number seven all time on my top 10 all time list. I said in the intro, you're going to get mad at me. It's going to make you mad. All the Kobe fans I know, you have this old guy in front of Kobe. That's bull crap. Listen, man. Bill Russell is the greatest winner in NBA history. Do I think that's true? No, but that's what they call him. They call him the greatest winner in NBA history. Okay, Bill Russell ain't the greatest winner in NBA history. Was he a winner? Absolutely. I can think of a few guys right now that are a greater winner than Bill Russell. Solely because Bill Russell played with a lot of all-time greats. You know, he played with Havlicek. He played with Kuzi. You know, he played with Sam Jones. He played with a lot of all-time guys, which is why the Celtics were so good. He's an 11-time NBA champion, and that's why they consider him the greatest winner of all time. And they didn't give finals MVPs back then, which is why he does not have a finals MVP, but I'm sure he would have had multiple. I'm talking like, if not all 11, I'm talking like 9 or 10. Finals MVPs. 13 years in the league, and Bill Russell won a championship on 11 of them. His knock is that his team was great. Like I said, there was a very limited number of teams in the league. There was way less than what there are now. I think that with the conditions that Bill Russell had, if he played in today's game, he would be phenomenal. He was taking the train to games. He was wearing Converse. There is no three-point line. Not that Bill Russell was going to be a knockdown three-point shooter or anything. But just the way the game was played when he was there versus what it is now. And don't even give me that argument where you're like, oh, you're comparing eras. You're saying with Will Chamberlain, you can't talk about how this guy played in the 60s and this guy played in the 2020s and compare them. I'm comparing facts. You guys are stating opinions. You guys are saying saying that Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell played against plumbers and janitors. That's not a fact. That's an opinion. That's what you're saying. Watch the highlights on Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. It's not that bad. They move quickly. They finish at the rim well. They block shots. Like, I'm seriously starting to think some of you guys that I know on social media don't watch basketball. Watch the highlights that are on YouTube, man. Stop saying that they played in a horrible generation because they played against plumbers and janitors. When I'm comparing generations, I'm saying Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain took the train to games. They were playing in Converse. There was no three-point line. TV was on black and white. 
if there even was televised NBA games back then, there probably weren't. It was probably only on the radio. I state facts. You guys state opinion. And that's the difference. But Bill Russell, five-time MVP, huge reason why he's number seven on my all-time list. How are you going to leave a five-time MVP out of the top ten? Originally, I was going to bump Bill Russell down to like nine or ten, but I saw he won five. I didn't know he won that much. I thought he only won three MVPs. Five? Five MVPs. He's definitely top ten, borderline top five. But again, I said my top six are almost locks, so he can't be there. Three-time NBA first team, which is E. e. Dude won five MVPs, and he's only three-time NBA first team. How does that work? I don't even know. I don't even – what? He's one-time all-defensive first team, four-time rebounds leader, 12-time all-star in 13 years. 11-time NBA champion, pretty self-explanatory. And then his stats, he averaged 15 points a game, huge rebounder, 22.5 rebounds a game, and added on 4.3 assists per game. Solid career for Bill Russell. Moving on to my top six, pretty much locks. I get I, – I, I'm betting that you guys can guess who my top six is. There's only six guys really – left in most people's top 10 all-time list. And if you're thinking of somebody else that's not Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Wilt Chamberlain, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, no, that was not in any particular order, then you're wrong. Again, I said Curry and Akeem Olajuwon are 11 and 12. Those are my two honorable mentions in this list. Anybody outside of that, I don't even know why they would be in your top 10. Number six, though, he's also a Boston Celtic. This dude is a three-time MVP. He won it three years straight. He is a three-time NBA champion as well. Average 24.3 points a game. 10.0 rebounds per game, averaged a double-double throughout his career, intact on 6.3 assists per game. A guy who grew up in my home state, went to a college in my home state, the kid from French Lake, Indiana, who committed to Indiana State, went to a national championship for the Sycamores and lost to Magic Johnson's Michigan State Spartans. Number six on my all-time list, Larry Bird. Larry Legend Bird, three-time MVP, two-time final MVP, nine-time All-NBA first team, nine times, crazy, 12-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion, Larry Bird was just clearly a top two player in the league in his time every single year until he started to get washed. And that's why he's number six all time. We're talking about a dude who was telling people on the court, hey, I'm going to catch the ball, I'm going to do this move, and I'm going to knock down the jump shot in your face, and you're not going to do anything about it. he get the ball, he'd do exactly what he said. We're talking about a dude who got bored in the middle of the game, so we decided to play the game left-handed instead. If you are doing that type of crap at the highest level in the world, we're talking about the best basketball players on planet Earth. He got bored, and he started playing the game with his left hand. That is insane. So. That is the type of stuff that I'm talking about where stats and accolades in this context don't even matter. I mean, they do, but adding on to what he just does besides stats and context, it provides way more information on who Larry Bird actually was. Larry Legends, one of my all-time favorite players because he's from my home state. 
played at Indiana State, and overall just a great player. If the Lakers weren't so good and magic, he probably would have won more NBA championships. But nevertheless, he's a three-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP. Great career for Larry Bird overall. Moving into my top five, there are five guys left on the list. I bet you guys know who one and two are. That leaves three guys left. Actually, you guys should know who one, two, and three are. So that leaves usually two guys that I said earlier left. Coming in at number five, this guy played for the Los Angeles Lakers. This guy was a great passer. But not only was he a great passer, he was a great rebounder. He was a true point guard who was super, super tall. He's given you 19.5 points per game, 7.2 rebounds per game, and a whopping 11.2 assists per game. Ladies and gentlemen, moving into my top five, number five all time, Irvin Magic Johnson. Magic couldn't draw it better on a blackboard. There was no rhyme or reason to the fast break. We just took off and running. Irvin Magic Johnson, Ardis Magic Johnson, number five on my all-time list. Four people ahead of him. I bet you can guess who they are. Magic, five-time NBA champion, a winner, a winner, man. Three-time MVP, just like Larry Bird, three-time finals MVP, four-time assist leader. Nine-time NBA first team and 12-time All-Star. reason I have him above Larry Bird is I think Magic Johnson made his team a lot better than Larry Bird did. Larry Bird was going to be that guy that takes over games at the end and win you a game. Larry's that guy. Magic can hit game winners. He's hit a few in his career, but he is going to make his team so much better just on his play style. He's going to get down low and rebound. He's going to pass the perfect dime right on the money for a layup or a wide-open shot whenever he can. Defenders have to be worried about him at all times, or they had to. We look at a guy in the NBA today that's not a superstar, right? We're talking about a guy I can't even think of any right now off the top of my head, but let's go to a guy like John Stockton. John Stockton was a phenomenal passer. Was he much of a scoring threat? No, he could score the ball. Magic Magic could score the ball a lot better than John Stockton could, most definitely. Magic Johnson could rebound better than John Stockton. Magic Johnson, in my opinion, could pass better than John Stockton. Then we look at a guy like Steph Curry, who's a scorer, can he pass the ball? Absolutely. But his passing ability is not his number one asset. Magic balanced everything on offense equally. Besides, his scoring was probably a little bit down. But his rebounding was there. His passing ability was there. And he could score whenever he needed to. He made his team a lot better. And that's why Magic Johnson is top five in my list. And he's top five on a lot of people's lists, mostly everybody's that I've heard. If he's not top five on your list, I ain't gonna lie to you. That's just, just, just do research, fam. Just research Magic Johnson, fam. Magic has to be in your top five. If Magic Johnson is not on your top five, on your top 10 all-time list, it's wrong. It's not even opinion. It's wrong. Magic Johnson comes in at fifth all-time. Only four guys in history of the NBA better than him. Moving on to number four. You guys know who this is. If you guys listened to our last episode, you know how tired of this disrespect I am of this guy. I'm talking about a dude. His career averages 30.1 points per game. Not only that. 22.9 rebounds per game and 4.4 assists per game. I'm tired of y'all saying that this guy can't pass, bro. 
coming in at number four all time. The most underrated player in NBA history. Everybody underrates this dude. There is not one person that I've seen have him as high as I do on my list. And I don't know why. He is top five all time. Wilt Chamberlain. Back to Rockwood. In the Chamberlain. Number four all time on my list. I'm tired of y'all saying he's not better than Bill Russell. I'm tired of y'all saying he's not top five. I'm tired of y'all saying that you're going to replace him out your top ten with Stephen Curry. This dude averaged 50 points a game in one season. 30 points per game, 22.9 rebounds per game, career averages. Who's topping that? Name one guy in NBA history until the NBA has no life left in it. And so there's no such thing as the National Basketball Association. There will never be a guy that does that again. Never. And he adds 4.4 assists to it. Oh, he can't pass. Oh, he can't pass. He's a 7-1 center that averaged 4.4 assists a game throughout his career. Like... What more do you want out of a 7-1 center? You, you want him to give him 10 assists a game? And then if you have 10 assists a game, then that means he's only about to average like eight points a game, right? What more could you ask? But what really frustrates me is people look at that and they still don't change their mind. So they say, okay, let's look at Wilt Chamberlain's accolades. Four-time MVP, four times. That's as many as LeBron James. That's as many as LeBron. So if you're thinking, I'm not, now I'm not saying Wilt Chamberlain's better than LeBron, but a lot of LeBron fans like to underrate Wilt Chamberlain. I don't know why that's not a knock on LeBron fans, but like through social media, I've usually seen the people that have LeBron as the GOAT. Wilt Chamberlain's like, number 10 all time or he's not in their top 10 why that's just stupid that's just idiotic blasphemy how can you look at this dude's stats in accolades and not have him top 10 four-time mvp one-time finals mvp he has he's a two-time nba champion he had to go up against Bill Russell's Celtics all the time, which is why he didn't win more. If Bill Russell didn't play with eight Hall of Famers on his team, maybe Will Chamberlain would have won more. But guess what? Bill Russell was the creator of the super team. So Will Chamberlain couldn't do anything about that. And I don't know if when he won his first title, they didn't give out finals MVPs. I don't know when they started giving out finals MVPs. I know Bill Russell, they didn't start, they didn't hand them out. So I don't know if Wilt should have gotten two, but they didn't hand them out, or if he legit only got one and somebody else won it the first time. Seven-time scoring leader. If you don't know what that means, this dude led the NBA in scoring seven times in a season. Well, seven seasons, seven times throughout his career. For a single season. That's insanity too. 11 time rebound leader. 11 times. Guys, what was Bill Russell known for? Defense and rebounding. So why is Wilt Chamberlain an 11 time rebound leader and Bill Russell is only a four time rebound leader? Seems like Wilt Chamberlain is a better rebounder to me, eh? One-time assist leader. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Nobody can ever talk about Wilt Chamberlain again and say he can't pass. Nobody can ever say that. I don't care what you say about his era. If you're insulting it. Now, I just talked about insulting it earlier in this episode. What I mean by I don't care what you say about his era is I'm not even going to 
argue with people that are going to say he played with pummelers and janitors because those are people that when they turn 18, they're eligible to vote for the United States president. And they say some blasphemy logic like that. So I'm not even going to go there with people that say, Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell played against plumbers and janitors because they're still the best players in the world at the time. My point is, though, this whole thing, it doesn't matter how good or bad the guards actually were in Wilt Chamberlain's time. He's a 7-1 center, and he led the league in assists. Ain't no guard. Ain't no guard led the league in assists the year he did it. A 7-1 center did, who's probably giving you 30 and 20 a night. How do people not have them? It's, oh, my Lord. I'm getting worked up. I'm getting frustrated just by reading this because people, oh, my, it is underrate them. How can you look at this and not have them in your top 10, top five? At, man. Man, one-time assist leader is a 7-1 center. If somebody did that today, you know how crazy media would go. You know what I'm saying? One-time assist leader, seven-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-Defensive first team, did it on both ends, 13-time NBA All-Star, and two-time NBA champion. Why am I talking all this about Chamberlain and I don't have him as the GOAT? Because I know that's kind of how I'm perceiving him right now. It's because Will Chamberlain, his playoff performances were kind of not – he was a regular season performer like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, I'm a fan, and Peyton Manning lit it up in the regular season. And he, he wouldn't be bad in the playoffs, but his – performs to kind of go down a little bit. Same with Wilt Chamberlain's. He played well against Bill Russell, but during the playoffs, his, his numbers kind of went down a bit. And that's my only knock on him. If he played better in the playoffs, if he was more of a winner, right? If he found ways to get through Bill Russell Celtics, and he won three more titles or two more titles, I would probably perceive him as the GOAT. Because if he did that, we're talking about a guy who single-handedly carried his team over eight All-Stars, right? So my only knock on him is that I don't think he was much as a winner as the other three guys. Let's move on to the top three, though. Top three, you guys know who these three are, man. In no particular order, LeBron, Michael Jordan, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But where do I have him place? Number three, I know this is where most people have him placed. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Magic Johnson and Kareem. Ford sends it to Kareem. Sky hook up. At number three, baby, most people have him placed in number three, and I don't think that you could put him as the GOAT. I don't think you could put him at number two all time. I don't think you could put him really any lower than bottom five, or sorry, top five. You can't put him below the top five is what I was trying to say. The NBA's all-time leading score, phenomenal score. He averaged 24.6 points a game, 11.2 rebounds per game. 3.6 assists per game, six-time MVP, six, six times this dude won MVP, six times. This dude is actually insane. Two-time finals MVP, two-time scoring leader, one-time rebound leader, four-time block leader, can do it all. Defensively-wise, what I'm talking about. 10-time All-NBA First Team, 19-time All-Star, and a six-time NBA champion. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, self-explanatory, created the sky hook. NBA all-time leading scorer, like I said. 
six titles, obviously a winner. He won one with the Bucks before he went to the Lakers, won five with the Lakers, but won one won, won a title before in 70, 71 season with the Milwaukee Bucks and Oscar Robinson, an older Oscar Robertson. Kareem, though, 10 time NBA first team is really what stood out to me and a six-time MVP were the two things that really stood out to me. If you have Kareem below five, it's wrong. Honestly, if you have Kareem below four, it's wrong. I think you either have Kareem four or three, and if you have it any higher or lower than that, it's invalid. I got Kareem number three. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared for this next one, y'all. Because this is where the debate comes in. This is where the most heated topic in basketball starts. When we're talking top 10 all time, there's usually not much of a heated, heated debate debating guys' positions between these two. LeBron James and Michael Jordan, which one do you think is the GOAT? And which one do you think trails behind? Which one do I think is the GOAT? Which one do I think trails just behind? You're about to find out. And I'm not going to get to all this GOAT conversation stuff. If you want another later episode for that, I'll gladly give it to you. But... I'm just going to say it. This is going to make people mad. I'm sorry for all of this, guys, fans out here. But you're not the GOAT. You're number two all time on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Great father. Great businessman. How owns a tequila company called Lobos. Currently playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Number two all time, in my opinion, LeBron James. The offense is running through me right now. Irving drives, hop step inside, floats it up, misses. Rebound taken by Iguodala. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! 27.1 points per game throughout his career, 7.5 rebounds per game, and 7.4 assists per game. Really makes his teammates better, too. LeBron's a four-time MVP, like I talked about earlier, he would have had five if Derrick Rose didn't split LeBron between two MVPs and then one year break in and another two. He's a four-time finals MVP, also a four-time NBA champion. So every time LeBron won the finals, he's won finals MVP. He's won one with every team that he's been on. Won two with Miami, won one with Cleveland, and one with L.A. He's won finals MVP every single time and taking three teams and turning them into a championship caliber team and winning the NBA finals makes your greatness right there. LeBron James won the single-handedly most difficult final series in NBA history down three to one to a team that was 73 and nine had the best record in NBA history and came back single-handedly put his team on his back along with Kyrie Irving, a little help with Kyrie Irving, a little help with Kevin Love. But overall it was LeBron who put his team on his back, carried the Cavs to three straight dubs over the Warriors and won the 2016 finals with the Cavs. That was, that's what makes LeBron number two all time. In my opinion is that final series along with obviously his numbers He's a four-time MVP, one-time scoring leader, one-time assist leader, 13-time All-NBA first team. 13. 13 times. Bro, that is actually crazy. 13 times. Five-time All-Defensive first team, 18-time All-Star in his 19 years of the league, and then a four and then a, I'm sorry, four-time NBA champion. If you want to go conversation, again, I'll bring it to you, but I'm not going to debate why I have Jordan over LeBron. I will briefly, but I'm not going to go into super detail, which means number one, my GOAT 
of basketball, Michael Jordan. He looks, he looks, he looks, he gives to Jordan. Jordan to the circle, puts the shot in the air. Good! The game's over, and the Bulls have won. This dude averaged 30.1 points per game throughout his career, 6.2 rebounds per game, 5.3 assists per game, and was a five-time league MVP, six-time NBA champion, would have been eight. Michael Jordan would have won eight straight NBA titles like Bill Russell did if he never retired. And he's a six-time finals MVP, would have been eight times if he didn't retire. One-time defensive player of the year. And briefly, and that's what put Jordan over LeBron. Jordan's a one-time defensive player of the year and nine-time all-defensive first team. LeBron has five times all-defensive first team and no defensive players of the year. Jordan, I think, was a lot better defensively than LeBron was, which is really what separates him from LeBron. But that's all I'm going to say about it. You want a separate episode? I got you. Jordan's also a three-time steals leader, 10-time NBA first team, and a 10-time scoring leader in only 15 seasons in the NBA, I believe. And two of them were with the Wizards when he was really, really old. So 13 with the Bulls, if I remember correctly. And he didn't – I mean, he he made the all-star game with the Wizards, but that's about it just because he was Michael Jordan and people voted him in. But all those – mainly all those besides a few all-star appearances were with the Bulls in 13 years. Debate it, man. Debate my top 10 all-time list. I really appreciate you guys listening to this long episode. Thank you guys so much. It's super late, man. It's 12.47 a.m. I'm going to push out the show as quickly as possible. I'm going to get it done right now. I'm going to have a late night, probably go to bed at like 1.30, but the grind is definitely worth it. I'll see you guys on Thursday. It could possibly be an interview day. I'm working a few things out, but we'll see. Again, thank you guys for coming out. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.